Welcome to The Snap with Alexis Perry and Sydney Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another edition of The Snap. I'm your host, Sydney Jones, joined, as always, by the lovely Alexis Perry. I know it's been a while since you guys last heard from us, but we are so excited to be back and have an awesome episode planned for you all today. Today, February 3rd, is a very special day because it marks the 35th annual National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Every year, the celebration is used to inspire girls and women to play, be active, and realize their full potential. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate than an episode of The Snap highlighting two women who are near and dear to both of our hearts and the Broncos organization. Yes, today we are going to be joined by Broncos assistant strength and conditioning coach Emily Zaylor to discuss her role with the team and the new campaign she helped launch with Nike and the NFL to make women's flag football a high school varsity sport, which is so cool. And then we will hear from Broncos senior manager of community development, Liz Manis, to hear more about the Broncos Empowerment Summit that helps local female high school student athletes. And of course, dive a little bit deeper into Liz's career and the path she took to get here to Denver. Well, let's get it going, Alexis. We're going to kick off the show today with Emily Zaylor, who's actually our first guest here on The Snap on our very first episode way back when during training. Oh, yeah. And I can't think of a better day to bring her on. As I said, it's National Girls and Women in Sports Day. So first off, Emily, how are you? How have you been since we last talked? Things have been great. You know, it's been an amazing experience to have my first NFL season under my belt and not thank you know the Denver Broncos organization um you know I couldn't think of a better organization uh to experience that with so I'm extremely grateful uh for the opportunity to be here well Emily when you joined us on our first episode you were one of the team's Bill Walsh diversity coaching fellows and since then you've accepted a full-time coaching position as the Broncos assistant strength and conditioning coach becoming the Broncos first full-time female coach Tell me a little bit about that transition to full-time and what does that honor mean to you? The transition from being a Bill Walsh diversity fellow to being hired on full-time was an amazing experience, but it still almost seems a little bit surreal um, just because being hired into a full-time position has been my long-term goal uh, you know, for as long as I can remember. And so it truly means a tremendous amount and it's also a responsibility that I do take very seriously and know that how I perform in my role will either hopefully help more women, um, you know, get involved in the NFL, or it may, you know, do the opposite if, if myself and the other women that have these opportunities, you know, don't live up to expectations. So what does your current role with the Broncos entail? And how did that change when you were brought on full time? The responsibilities between being a fellow to being brought on full-time didn't change too much. Essentially in that fellowship role, I was kind of operating as a fourth assistant um, during training camp. And so being brought on full-time, the responsibility is still same, still stayed relatively the same. Um, but in the role of an assistant strength and conditioning coach, our main job is to serve the players in any way that we can. Um, as well as helping out Coach Lando any way that we can. So it changes day to day, but on a big picture uh, or from a big picture, picture standpoint, you know, leading sessions, assisting with sessions in the weight room is something that we do as a strength and conditioning staff, warm-ups, uh, pre-game, pre-practice, um, 
you know, really any way that we can help our guys improve their performance on the field. Well, now that the season has ended, there are fewer guys around the UC Health Training Center. So how does that change your role now that the season is over? Now that the season is over, like you said, there are definitely fewer guys here at UC Health Training Center, but we do have a good amount of players that are coming in the building, whether there are guys that are on return to play protocol coming back from an injury or guys that you know, are, are in town locally in Denver. Um, you know, there are certain restrictions that we have to comply under with those players, but they are allowed to access the facility on a limited basis. Well, Emily, not only did you make history becoming the franchise's first full-time female coach, but you've continued to impact the Broncos and the NFL as a whole since you've been hired. You know, this week you helped launch a campaign with Nike and the NFL, along with other female NFL coaches to make women's flag football a high school varsity sport, which is just awesome. But can you tell us a little bit about this new initiative that was launched? Absolutely. So... You know, first of all, it's, it, I'm extremely honored to be part of such a powerful campaign, you know, with Nike. And I'm really thankful and appreciative that the team, you know, allowed me to be involved in that. And I hope that collectively myself, as well as all the other women across the NFL um, and Nike, the NFL, um, Nike, Nike football can really help, like you said, bring flag football into every high school in America for girls. I know when I was in high school, flag football was an option. You know, I 100% would have played and would have loved that, but you know, I wasn't wasn't given that opportunity. That didn't exist, you know, at the time. And so, the goal of the campaign with Nike is to provide funding for every single state to be able to offer um, and support girls' flag football. How did this campaign come about, and what was your reaction when you heard from? Nike and the NFL when they asked you to be a part of such an impactful campaign. I feel like I would have been on the floor. Yeah. So basically was, oh no, when they, when they reached out, I mean, it just, again, the word I keep coming back to is surreal mm-hmm. um, because just to think that, you know, I can contribute to something so meaningful and play just a small part um, in that, you know, is beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. And I feel really lucky, you know, to be alongside the other women of the NFL. Um, You know, we have such a strong group of women, you know, across a variety of teams. And for us to all come together with the same, you know, same passion, same purpose to help get more girls and women involved in sport. Um, And to have that, you know, what Nike's doing is amazing Um, with the funding that they're offering for girls flag football. I mean, it's just, it's unreal. It's unlike you know, anything I could have ever imagined. So it's truly an honor to to be involved in it. And it means a lot to me. Nike tweeted that 1 million more boys than girls get to play sports in high school. And you have to think that that's because of the number of boys who are playing football. And really that stat just absolutely blew my mind. So what initiatives does this campaign have in place to prove, improve that number? And can you give us details on how Nike and the NFL plan to bring varsity flag football to different states in the U.S. Yeah, so through the Nike campaign, um, there on the website, you can vote for your state or any state to approve flag football as a sport. So as many of you guys listening that can go on um, and vote, and then maybe we can share the link um, at the end of the podcast episode. But the more votes that we can get, um, you know, that's definitely going to help. And 
Nike is going to provide, um, you know, a certain amount of money. I believe it's a hundred thousand um, dollars to every state where it's approved and voted for to make Nike, to make flag football um, a varsity sport for girls. And they're also going to provide uniforms, gear, sports bras. Um, so there's really nothing that can get in the way of these girls having that opportunity and just being a part of that. I mean, it gives me chills. Emily, how do you hope this campaign will inspire young female athletes, maybe off the field too? Yeah, great question. I think this campaign with Nike will inspire young female athletes, you know, definitely on the field and give girls an opportunity to play a sport that maybe they didn't know was possible, or maybe they want to have a career in football. And now they can see some of us that are doing that and decide to go after it. But I feel like off the field, I feel like being able to play sports as a girl has definitely helped mold my character as a woman. And I think that there are things you learn like teamwork, leadership, how to overcome adversity, um, tenacity, persistence. Those are all qualities that girls learn through sport and can apply you know, to the, for the rest of their life um, outside of the sports setting. And there was also a recent stat I saw and I believe it said 14%, there was a 14% higher belief in self in girls that play sports to know that they can achieve anything professionally that they wanna do compared to those who don't. Wow, uh, that's an awesome stat. I haven't heard that, but I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, I know you touched on the link a little bit earlier, but how can people help get involved or help donate to this campaign? Is there other ways? So aside from the link, um, just more people that can, can share the video um, from Nike and repost it, the better. Uh, the more exposure and visibility that that video gets, you know, the more people that are going to be aware of it. So resharing it across social media, um, sending it to family and friends, and then um, just making sure that you actually go vote. Yeah, I'm going to hop on Twitter right now and go retweet this. <laughs> it's amazing. But the very last question for you here, Emily, you know, what is one piece of advice that you would give one woman in regard to wanting to get more involved in sports or wanting to get involved in that strength and conditioning world that is so male dominated? Yeah. So I think for any woman, whether it's within strength and conditioning or within sports in general, I think the first thing is just belief in yourself and your capabilities and knowing that something different than what's happened, you know, throughout history can happen for you. And staying persistent, you know, you're going to be told no, um, probably numerous times and not taking those no's personally and just knowing that, you know, you can move forward. And just, if you are just being so determined and not willing to give up, you know, on your goal, being that you're a woman and being that you might get those no's along the way, but just continuing to stay persistent and go after it. Um, and I think within the strength and conditioning realm specifically, I mean, the same thing applies, um, you know, to work at the professional level, regardless of your gender, you need to be great at what you do. And so I think the more women that realize that and need to know that they need to be exceptional at what they do, um, you know, to have that opportunity to get their foot in the door. And once you have that opportunity, um, you need to to show why you should be there. And I hope that moving forward, you know, in sport over the next 
few years that it will become less and less of news when female coaches are hired because it, it will hopefully be the norm at that point. Yeah, fingers crossed. I look forward to that time too, Emily. Well, we truly can't thank you enough for joining us here on the SNAP today to talk about your position with the Broncos and of course, providing us with some more information about Nike and the NFL's new efforts to bring women's flag football to high schools. And Emily, to you, happy National Girls in Women in Sports Day. Thank you so much. Um, thank you guys for having me on and happy National Girls and Women in Sports Day to both of you as well. And thanks for everything that you guys do uh, for the organization. So. Now let's welcome back Broncos Senior Manager of Community Development, Liz Manis, who we featured on the SNAP during the season to talk about my cause, my cleats. Liz, we're so happy to have you back on today to dive a little bit more into your career and then the Broncos Empowerment Summit Digital Learning Series in which you oversee. Just to start, for those who might not know, what exactly does a Senior Manager of Community Development for an NFL team do? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something that when I was kind of going through college and thinking about what I wanted to do, I did not know that this was a position that existed. Um, but really what I do is I help our players primarily um, use their platforms to give back in meaningful and strategic ways. So um, I support all of our team community outreach initiatives, partnerships with nonprofit organizations. Um, but a lot of what I do is really focus on um, maximizing the potential that our players have to make a difference in our community and finding ways to engage them in meaningful ways. Oh, that's so amazing. When did you know that you wanted to work in community relations for an NFL team and what was your path like to get here? So I graduated undergrad with a completely irrelevant degree. Um, I studied health policy um, and started my first job out of college in that work and quickly realized that it was just not what I was passionate about. Um, so I actually, as kind of a side gig and a second job, I worked at the University of Maryland in their athletics department in the guest relations department. So it's typically a job that like a lot of retired people do. It's not usually young women in their 20s. Um, I had to wear a really funny sweater vest to games and khakis and it was just like not very cute, but um, I enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed my real job, um, which was a nine to five. So I actually re researched some different options and talked to a lot of different people and ended up going to the University of Texas to get my master's in sports management. And while I was there, I worked with their media relations team. Um, They've actually just launched uh, the Longhorn Network with ESPN, which really opened up a lot of opportunities for me as a grad student to get more involved, take ownership in different things. And as I was thinking about it, the opportunities that I really enjoyed were those that allowed me to get to know the players, the athletes, the coaches, um, as not what they were doing on the field or on the court, um, but really those kind of behind the scene moments where you got to know them as just people and humans and doing things like make-a-wish visits and hospital visits. Those were the moments that I really cherished and remembered. And that was when I kind of learned that, um, especially in the professional sports world, that community relations, community development was an opportunity that I wanted to pursue. What have been some of the biggest highlights or favorite memories of your career so far? I think what's really neat um, and specifically in our role is it really changes and evolves throughout the years. So um, we kind of have our staple outreach opportunities for the NFL. We do a lot of play 60 programs and it's really fun to see the athletes connect with young kids and um, just really play with them and it's be like their kids having fun with their sport and really just bringing back that joy. But we also have the opportunity that we kind of match what's going on in the world. So this past year, 
obviously social justice, racial equality were really big um, opportunities for us to make a difference and support our players and their outreach. And so I love that we have the opportunity to evolve and shift and, and really take on new challenges and new opportunities each and every year. Um, and in doing so, we get to do some really neat things um, to try and make a difference in our community. Yeah, one of those challenges being this year as a whole, I mean, there's no doubt that it's been a challenging year for just about everyone in the workforce, but for you guys specifically on your team, Liz, how has COVID affected your job and how has the department you know, been able to work around it? It's really forced us to change and rethink everything we do, um, but with that comes a lot of opportunities. So um, the day before the day everything shut down in Colorado was supposed to be our second annual empowerment summit, which is a program we do for female student athletes, um, primarily high school age, where we bring them to the stadium. Um, we bring together different organizations that lead breakout sessions. We do a networking luncheon where they can meet different female leaders in our community. And it's a really powerful day. Um, that was supposed to be the day when everything shut down. So we ended up kind of waiting until the last minute. And then we followed suit when the school shut down and ended up postponing the event. Um, we really didn't know when we were going to be able to host it. I think similar to a lot of other people, we were hopeful that, you know, the pandemic was going to be something that we dealt with for a short period of time. And obviously close to a year later, it still really impacted our communities. But we were able to shift that program specifically and so many others to a virtual format. Um, so we recorded sessions either pre-recorded or live. We had student female female student athletes from all across the state, whereas typically we would kind of be confined to that Denver metro area. But now that it's virtual, we can reach female students in rural Colorado, um, all across the state, different areas that we don't get to work with quite as much. And it really provided an opportunity for us to expand our reach and bring more people, and with this program specifically, young females into the fold and into the Broncos family. Yeah, you mentioned that inaugural summit, you know, that you guys started back in 2019. We're supposed to have one last year as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that original summit? You know, what yeah. came about it, how it started, that type of thing? Um, I actually had the opportunity to attend an NFL Women's Summit a few years back when the Super Bowl was in Houston. And I was just so inspired by the female leaders, um, both in the NFL family and in the, the sports family as a whole that came together and really discussed different issues um, about what it meant to be a female in, in sports, what it meant to be a female in corporate America. Um, and what was neat was that day paired um, adults like myself with young females um, that specifically were interested in, in kind of becoming, um, having opportunities to develop their personal and professional skills. So that was kind of what planted the seed for me of, you know what, I would love to bring this back to Denver. How can we replicate it? Um, the vast majority of our programming is co-ed, but a lot of our football programming, once we get to the high school level, skews more male just because of participation numbers. Um, but females are such a big part of our organization, our fan base, um, and we really wanted to provide something that was special to them. So we conceptualized this, this event based on things that other NFL teams were doing. Um, we always love to hear best practices and kind of get some key takeaways about what other people are already doing and then just kind of tweak and tailor it to our community specifically, um, but really develop this whole concept that focused on um, skills that they could use both in, in high school, but also in college and beyond. Um, and so it's been a really neat opportunity to bridge that gap between students and adults and really um, broaden our reach with females specifically in our community.
you mentioned best practices. What types of sessions or speakers have you guys hosted for these young women? Yeah, so we've really done everything. I think one of the sessions that wasn't something that we initially had planned, but evolved as we kind of moved forward was something focused on on stress and anxiety. I think kids today, um, especially in COVID, are just dealing with so many different things, whether it's school, sports, family, social media. Um, there's a lot of things that they have to juggle and do so with grace. And so providing them with opportunities about, you know, how do you manage stress? What are some tips that you can do if you're um, about to have a big game or a big presentation at school or an interview for college or a job that you're looking to do. Um, skills that really transfer across different facets of their life. And so one of my favorites that we have done is um, a, a session focused on breathing techniques and how to kind of break down some really stressful situations into manageable situations. Um, another one that I think is really powerful is we teamed up with US Bank to host a financial literacy session. And that's a topic where everyone needs to know it in their life and it impacts you in so many different ways, but it's not something that, you know, we're traditionally taught in a school setting. And if you don't have someone in your life that kind of takes that on, it's something that you can get through life without knowing a lot about, but you need it in everything you do. So we really looked at kind of how can we complement what kids are learning in school and what lessons can we teach them that they can carry with them throughout their life journey. I've had the opportunity to work with Liz on some of these sessions. And I have to say, it's not just for young women in high school. <laughs> like I have truly benefited from these sessions and have learned a lot. So it, it's been a great, great um, digital learning series that you guys have put together. Yeah, it's yeah, neat was... because there's definitely things that I am learning throughout the process. And selfishly, I'm like, oh, if we add this session, I could learn a lot from it too. But exactly. it's neat because we've had adults um, from different facets of our community jump on, whether they're teachers or coaches. Um, and participate in these sessions with the students and it just provides a different lens. That is so amazing. As a part of the digital learning series, you guys also host these things called empower hours. What are those empower hours? What do they entail and what topics do you guys discuss? Yeah, we've had a lot of fun with our empower hour sessions and we're excited to continue those into 2021 and beyond. And they've provided an opportunity for us to kind of pick out different female leaders, whether they're in the Broncos family or part of our community at large and highlight them as leaders in our community. Um, some that we've had a lot of fun with have been kind of turning the tables and having our players interview females in their life. Um, so they have provided us access to division one athletes, um, legal professionals, different women in their life that are doing really empowering things. And it's fun to kind of see Instead of us interviewing the players, they get to interview these females and kind of shed light on all the incredible accomplishments that they have done. Um, but they're just really an opportunity for women to share, you know, advice, lessons learned along the way, um, showcase that there's no one journey or one rule book about how to succeed in life. It's really everyone's journey is their own and you can just kind of make your life what you want and take a lot of these lessons and apply them in different areas. Yeah, those Empower Hours are really fun to watch for those of you who haven't seen them because it's interesting to see the players interact with their wives or fiance and um, yeah. see them in that reporter role. It so really is. And they're so excited to really highlight the women in their life that have helped shape who they are, um, whether it's someone that helped raise them or someone who's in their life currently. You know, there's so many women that play such key roles in their lives. And um, they really respect that power that they have. And it's fun for them to kind of showcase 
those people in their lives. Yeah, Liz, I know everything's been pretty much virtually this past year due to COVID, but how have you seen this series impact young females directly in the area? I think what's neat is, you know, despite how separate we all have had to been, you know, we're all working from home or we can't do the normal things that we do together. We still have these opportunities and experiences to share. And um, through them, you kind of get to see, oh, there's a lot of other people that are dealing with similar things or have questions about similar topics or are navigating different scenarios. Um, And it provides an opportunity for us to come together as a community and really support each other. And I think it's really important, especially, you know, as a female working in sports or working in any male dominated industry is you really have to have a strong female network and, and women to lift you up and support you and, and be there for each other. Because if we don't have that, then um, you feel like you're flailing or, or you might not know who to go to with a question, especially when you're starting out in your community. So I think it's really powerful that it also transcends different age groups of we have students participating, we have young females leading sessions, um, women who have been in their career experience for decades, shedding light on what it means and how things have evolved. And it really just brings women as a whole together. Yeah, going off of that, Liz, how do you hope to see this initiative continue to grow over the next couple of years, hopefully in person? Yeah, hopefully we get back to in person. I know one thing that's really important to us is um, we want to continue to build that community within the program. So we'd love to have different cohorts of students each year that kind of carry on that legacy and then come back and help mentor younger females that are just going through the program. Um, we'd love to see women that started as students come back and lead sessions and talk about um, their experiences and what they learned and how they put that to practice. Um, and we're really excited just as our organization continues to bring really strong females into the fold. I know this year we hired coach Emily Zaylor and Dr. Nicole Lennon. We have some really incredible women that um, can offer so much to these young girls. So just continuing to build our community and bring more women in the organization um, to be part of it and, and inspire the next generation is really exciting. And I'm excited to do it virtually and in person. We'll see what happens. But Either way, I know there's a lot of women um, in the Broncos family that have so much to offer to these young women and really build a community. Yeah, I'm excited to see how you guys grow as well. Last one for me, Liz. Anyone at home who is looking to get more information on it or get more involved, where can they look? Yeah, so we have an entire website. It's denverbroncos.com slash empowerment. Um, And on that website, they can find the speaker sessions. Um, You can really go through it on your own time, which is great. You can do it all in one sitting or split it up. Um, And then we have a form on there where you can get contacted with more information as events are planned, or if you have suggestions for speakers or sessions, we're always excited to hear that as well. Well, the Empowerment Digital Learning Series, I mean, we're just scratching the surface in terms of what you do within this organization, but it does sound like you really do have one of the most fulfilling and fun jobs here with the Broncos. So what advice would you give young women looking to get involved in community development or just kind of the sports industry in general? Yeah, my advice would be to follow your dreams and pursue it with passion. Um, I think you know, whatever career you go down, hopefully it's one that you enjoy. And I think finding something you're passionate about and and using that as your vehicle for everything that has to do with your job is is really important. I think I see that so much here in this organization specifically with you guys and other people that we come across of 
people really love what they're doing here. And if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like you're working crazy hours in sports and nights and weekends, which I know you guys specifically do a lot of, but um, just kind of not getting discouraged if it doesn't happen right away. Um, I had to do a couple of internships before I got hired on. Um, I had an undergrad degree, a graduate degree, and I had friends and family looking at me like I was crazy because I was still doing internships in my mid-20s. But if you know that it's right for you and it's something you want to pursue, just go about it with passion and conviction and, and don't give up on your dreams. Well, Liz, we can't thank you enough for taking the time today to jump on the snap and chat with Alexis and I. It was a pleasure talking with you as always. Oh, it's always great to talk to you guys. I love listening to your podcast every week and all the incredible females you speak to and, and talk to about what's going on in the NFL and the industry as a whole. So thank you guys for having me on. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Snap. Thank you all for joining Alexis and I today to celebrate such a special day in our lives and a happy National Girls and Women's Day to all the ladies in and around the sports industry. We'll see you all right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube in the next coming weeks for another episode. Bye.